journey with us to find the right tools to grow your business with our digital series from The Tease. We're creating a space to talk about the business side of beauty as part of an open, honest conversation to help you significantly increase your take home from the salon. Our goal is to help you take your base wherever you're at and make your own custom formula for success with practical advice, salon experts, and boots on the ground specialists. Technology is consistently improving. From the newest iPhone variation to the latest medical equipment, technology is evolving to make our lives run more effectively. And this efficiency is running into the beauty industry as well. While many are worried that technology will replace human connection in our industry, an article in Forbes states that, quote, technology will be the catalyst for the salon industry's revival. Don't worry, this doesn't mean you'll get pushed out of your job for robots. Instead, technology will improve your business so that you can focus on your craft or your life outside of the salon. Whether it's booking software, virtual imaging, marketing software, inventory management, or customer relationship management, it's important to adapt to help yourself and your clients. To talk about technology's importance and how it can help your business, today we're talking with our friend, Crystal Graves. Crystal is a dynamic industry leader shaping every line of business she enters with innovation and heart. With years of expertise as an educator, salon owner, and now a tech startup founder, she has established herself as a trailblazer in the field. Crystal is the founder of Liquid Hair Institute, an empowering community that provides the essential training, tools, and support to run a profitable, sustainable, and welcoming business and retire on your own terms. In addition to her impressive work in the hair industry, Crystal is also a dedicated mother of three and co-founder of the Bold Academy, a nonprofit organization focused on supporting, nurturing, and enhancing the leadership skills of young women. Her commitment to inclusion and passion for empowering others shines through in all aspects of her life, making her a true leader in the field and an inspiration to anyone looking to make their mark on the world. Next up, my talk with Crystal. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Did you know you wanted to go into beauty from an early age? Absolutely not. Um, my mom told me at 13, I would be a hairstylist. And I was like, uh, you're a lie. Um, I had my first salon experience at 13 and I was dropped off at seven o'clock, got picked up at seven o'clock in the afternoon. And I was like, yeah, I can do this myself. So actually, no, I wanted nothing to do with actually the career in the beauty industry, but I've been a kitchen beautician since I was 13. Okay. All right. So you really did say I could do it myself and then you did. Absolutely. Okay. Amazing. (laughs) All right. So from there, tell us about your journey 13 on in a quick snippet. Oh, okay. So quick snippet. I wanted to be a teacher. So I actually went to school for education. Um, I spent my entire senior year at college, went to school for education about two years in. I realized that this was not for me. Um, And so I actually did a million jobs after that. So I worked retail. I managed a dentist office. I worked at a university in corporate America. And then a friend opened a salon and I got roped into helping her with marketing. And so I helped her pick her name. I helped her like set up like the marketing and all the things. And then one of our friends got married and she ran behind and she had all these pictures and she was like, can you do this hair? And I was like, "Uh, yes. And so I like slayed this wedding hair. And then she spent like the next six months harassing me to go to hair school. And I was like, girl, I'm not going to hair school and paying $20,000 for them to teach me what I already know. Ooh. <laughs> and so we, um, fast forward, we tried to think of alternative ways. Um, and so we looked into Missouri and Missouri had apprenticeships. So I actually 
began an apprenticeship under her. Um, within three months, I was actually apprenticing under her and managing her salon space. So okay. I immediately got into business, um, understanding that part, doing the marketing. Um, fast forward, I did that for about four and a half years through my apprenticeship. And then I went out on my own. Wow! I tell people I've worn every hat in the beauty industry, minus Cosmo School. So from there, I was um, a salon owner, um, both booth rental, hybrid. I built salon suites in 2020. I have a wedding team um, that I run that's independent contractors. And I retired from the chair in 22 and sold my business in 23 and founded a tech company in May of this year for um, it's a tech solution for the beauty industry. So I've literally been who you are listening. I've been you. That is that's quite a trajectory. And then all the way back to like, yeah, mom was right in a way. Because your mom's always right. He's always right. That's what I say. <laughs> All right. So we're going to transition and talk a little bit about why is exploring the latest technological tools and software available for salons important for salon success? Oh my gosh. So I would say that technology is so important for salon success for multiple reasons. Streamlining your operations, making things flow, especially if you're a solopreneur or if you're managing multiple people, having a streamlined process creates consistency. It enhances the guest experience. It improves the appointment. It helps you with inventory management. And it leads to just overall increasing efficiency and profitability. Amazing. So is your recommendation that Salon should really set aside some time every year to look into these new tools? Or what's the discovery process like? Absolutely. So I feel like you should... Um, I say have appointments with yourself about your business at least once a quarter. Okay. So really looking at what you're using, what the guest experience is. I am big on surveys, anonymous surveys for my clients to see what their experience is like. Because again, we can't fix things based off of our perception, right? Yeah. It's my perception as the owner. It might be my stylist, commission stylist perception is different. The booth runner's perception is different. So really looking at everything every quarter. Okay. And then I believe in making like a year plan and then like testing everything out every quarter and making plans based on how how a system is working. I love that. The appointment with yourself to work on your business. That's great. We forget to do that. Do we ever do it? We forget, right? We forget. I think I have an appointment <laughs> with myself about a lot of things to work on me. <laughs> I like that. I'm like, okay, Crystal, we're having a conversation with Crystal about Crystal. This is not working. Yes. I love that because I can assume if you're not looking for these tools and upgrades, you're staying stagnant in what you're doing. Absolutely. And when you feel pressure, you don't know where that pressure is coming from sometimes. And so some of that pressure can be alleviated yeah. by streamlining and using technology. Awesome. How can salons streamline appointment booking, inventory management, and customer relationship management known as CRM using technology today? Oh, so the choice of technology will always depend on the size and the scale of the businesses. Okay. Smaller salons may use less systems than bigger salons. But for me, I would say at minimum having a online booking system okay. so that you're not constantly having this interaction with your clients. People want things at their fingertips. Yeah. I want to be in my bed at 9 a.m. and be able to make an appointment or 4 a.m. and make an appointment. So having an online booking system minimum and then making sure that you understand your client's journey from where they find you to when they land in your chair to you nurturing them after they leave. Okay. So really thinking about it from the guest perspective, I always tell people like, we're in the service industry, believe it or not, 
contrary to what everybody thinks, we are in the service industry. So looking at every part of your business as the, the client and how you can serve them better, thinking about how you can um, use this technology to enhance the customer experience, helping you understand like your inventory so you're not overly buying and ultimately understanding how your revenue is flowing. Okay, wonderful. What are some of the best technologies out there that you found? Oh, wow. Okay, so you want me to give some plugs here? I'll do it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so honestly, one with Liquid Hair Institute, we actually are creating a um, AI-powered all-in-one end-to-end software and coaching platform solution for the beauty industry. Amazing. Um, we will have an MVP that comes out um, at the end of this year. Okay. So depending on when you're listening. Um, so for me, the reason why I actually created this is because I use Vagaro and I love Vagaro. I use Vagaro for seven years. Um, but I would have to use seven to 10 tools alongside with Vagaro to run my business. Okay. So I would say Vagaro, I love it. I think they're very innovative in what they're doing. I wish that there was something that was just made for us, which is why I'm making something for us by us. Yeah. Um, but I love Vagaro. I love using technology that talks to each other. Um, so Zapier is a great one that allows you to actually use different, they're called Zaps okay. to connect things. And then uh, honestly, at our salon, our favorite thing that we implemented was chat boxes. Oh. And people are like, what do you mean? Like, and chat boxes have been around forever, but we use chat boxes on a multitude of things. So we use them in um, in our interactions with our clients. We use them in our Facebook ads. So um, it gives the client an immediate response and you can teach the chat or you can set up predetermined questions to answer what they're looking for. So they might just say like, where are you located? Yeah. I want to make an appointment or I want to talk to somebody about my hair. Okay. Um, so those are some of our favorites. And just finding things that are... Um, that automate things for you. I always say, is it a people thing or a system thing? So when you face a problem in your business, ask yourself, what's three, a people, a technology or a system? Like, how do you fix this problem? Um, And then once you know that, you can kind of go from there. Amazing. So how could the size of a salon from a chain salon to an independent stylist impact what type of technology is needed and important? Oh, I would say so when you are a um a solopreneur, yeah, you need a little bit of a, a less robust system, mostly because you're just keeping track of you. Yeah. But if you are living the liquid way and you are thinking about your exit and retirement, eventually a lot of that looks like being able to duplicate yourself. Yeah. So I'm a person who I want to learn one system. So finding a system that has something you can grow into. Okay. So if you're a solopreneur, look at technology systems that like start smaller, but have bigger uh, programs or accessories you can add on to. That's why I like Vigaro. Like I could add forms or I could add a shopping cart. You, it, there was a la carte to that. Okay. And then if you are a bigger you know, chain salon or a multi-commission or booth rental salon, you want to make sure that it allows for you to have different access levels because you usually have team members. Yeah. You want to make sure that it allows for you to do a lot of the things that you do on a daily basis, clucking in and out, um, that it can run payroll for you, 
that it collects the data that you can actually use on an ongoing basis. So one of the big things that a lot of the data is just there and we don't know how to how to utilize it. So making sure it has some sort of coaching or um, platform use that helps you actually use it um, in best practices. I love that. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, operationally, if this technology, have you seen profits or revenue increase as you are adapting to some of these technologies? Absolutely. Um, I can just speak. I'll speak for myself and then I'll talk about another client that I've coached that okay. we started as a salon of one and now they have 16 um, employees in the last year. Wow. Um, so for me, the biggest thing with technology that helped me was the onboarding process of my client. Okay. And that is so important because that's the client's first impression of you. Yeah. And the technology allowed me to get a lot of information about my client before they ever sat in my chair. So then that allowed me to be prepared for what my consultation was going to be like, what services I might add on or offer them that might increase my revenue and my ticket offering what things I wanted to offer them later. And then that technology then would allow me to send them thank you notes. And then keeping that client relationship going where it's like this full circle experience, not just you're in my chair, you're out of my chair, I see you in six weeks. So technology really helped me build relationships and we're in the relationship business too. So when you're building relationships, Mm -hmm. people are coming back more, which is increases your revenue it gives you an opportunity to sell to them when they're not even in your chair Yeah, and having them come back. So technology helped me increase that client relationship, which ultimately increased my client per service per ticket revenue. Yeah. And I love that. Even I love that little bit of technology, even with like the text message reminders or pushing through promotions on text. Cause you're like, Oh wait, I didn't, catch us on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok that you were having a Black Friday special on gift cards and I just bought two, right? So I think that connectivity is really important. Yes. And I think one thing that, I, and I people will probably like shoot me when I say this, like, I think a lot of times we spend so much time on social media mm-hmm. and we think like our clients are there. That's where they're there. Like, and they may be there, but what I have found, we did a survey of our stylists in our current program and we had them go out and like actually assess where their clients were coming in from. Uh-huh. 95% of them said their clients were coming in from referrals are networking within their communities. So Again, those text messages, those kinds of things are personalized touches that really go directly to that client Yeah. versus like when you're on social, which I love social. I think it's it's so important to have it, but just really knowing where your client lives will help you have a better, cultivate a better relationship with them. Truly. Are there any salons? I know you mentioned a salon that you are coaching or have coached that have truly embraced technology and improved that efficiency and profitability. And if so, what's working for them and why? Oh my gosh. Yes. So I think the biggest thing for this salon, so they are in New Jersey and it's a owner salon and they have seven chairs. And so I, people always ask me like, how were you so successful with the salon suites when you had two chairs? I said, oh, because we booked the chair, not the stylist. Mm. And so with this salon, very often the model has been that this is, you know, this is Kelly's station, yeah, station, and they work in that station all the time. So no one is working there when that person is not there. So what we did is we actually booked the chair. So we use a technology software that allowed the chair to be the actual like service provider. Yeah. And then you booked it and then we 
put people in based on where who was in the salon that day or if they requested what chair they were. And so right now she literally has 16 employees working in seven chairs. Oh, wow. They're open seven days a week. And then she has some part timers. So I call it like the Uber of the beauty industry. So, you know, not everybody wants to be full time. Yeah. Not everybody wants to make a career, but they love to do hair. So it gives you some flexibility. And then we use technology and numbers to increase her ability to have profit because she now has employees. So she's making some profit there. Um, And then bringing in more money in the week because the chair is being actually maximized. Okay. Why has no one ever thought of that until now? (laughs) I don't know. I'm so like, I am like innovative. And the idea for me came from when I was like, I think there should be like an Uber of salons. Yeah. And my partner was like, what do you mean? I'm like, because not everybody wants to work. Like I live in a college town and it's really creative. And so I would find stylists that were like, well, I don't really want to work. Like I'm not, I don't want to work full time. And then I was like, okay, well, how can I make this work? And I, I believe that you should grow out of a space, not into a space. And I think so many times people buy these big things and they to them yeah. versus like growing out of it. And then if you're, I tell people, if you're not using your space seven days a week and, you know, 16 hours a day, you're not maximizing your space. True. If you're in a salon and you don't have someone working on your days off, you're missing out on money and they don't have to work for you. They should, but they could be a booth renter. Like anytime you're not using a chair, someone should be in it and you should be making money. Yeah. Brilliant. We'll end it on that note, leveraging technology for salon success. Some great tidbits. Thank you so much for being with us. This was a wealth of knowledge, all of the tidbits to take away. Tell us, Crystal, where we can find you, follow you and work with you. Absolutely. So first off, thank you so much for having me. It was an amazing experience. If you want to hang out with me in these social media streets, you can find me at Liquid Hair Institute on both Instagram and Facebook. We have a free Facebook community where we share all these tips and tricks and really build community and give you actionable steps. And if you want to dive into your finances, understanding your numbers, predicting your profitability, please go to liquidhairinstitute.com and join our waitlist or get access to our AI-powered profitability tool that also has a bonus to help you color to get the great formula every single time. Ooh, I like it. Two and one, twofer. <laughs> yes. This is like a side note. It's so great. You'll be able to actually take a picture of your client's hair and then upload another picture. And then it's going to ask you some questions. You can put in, you can take pictures of your manufacturer's instructions and it's going to help you formulate. Oh, all right. Love it. So thank you again for joining us. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining this month's episode of Tease Talks. Join us next month for another episode. Tease Talks is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Brian Daly is our editor and audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.